Hello, this is Robert Rickover at alexanderaudio.com, and today my guest is Jennifer Kello. Jennifer is an Alexander Technique teacher. She's a registered nurse, and she works in Jersey City, New Jersey, and also in Manhattan. And her website is alexanderbabies.com. And we've had a couple of previous conversations with Jennifer about how she became interested in the technique and her general teaching. And we've had one on her work with premature babies and brain-injured babies. And in this conversation, we're going to talk about her work with, I guess, what, what would we call them, Jennifer? Normal babies and their, and their right. parents? Uh, regular newborns, Regular yes. newborns and their <laughs> their parents or caregivers, and uh, I'd like I'd like to ask you wh- what it is you have to offer for babies and their parents. Right. Well, when babies are born, they have to learn how to be in a different environment from the womb. So they have to learn how to regulate their own breathing and digestion and states of alertness, things that they didn't have to do in the womb. And this is called um, the, the neonatal period. It's a time where they, they learn to regulate all of this. And um, in the first year, uh, especially the first six months of life, uh, as babies regulate their sleeping times, their feeding times, and all of that, it ver- varies very much between... Um, between babies. So pediatricians will tell the parents, you know, we have to have a wait and see attitude um, uh, as, in terms of how well the babies are regulating all of this. Um, I think that, well, I know that with Alexander Technique and my uh, experience, what I've been doing for like 24 years and using Alexander Technique and applying it to this, the population of infants and children is that um, there's a lot that can be done to help babies along here. And um, so the main thing is that babies have to be able to regulate their feeding so that they do not vomit their feedings, um, they absorb the feeding, they don't have a lot of gas, and, they, um, and that they feel, they feel satisfied. And then they can um, take more and more feeding, and, and then they're satisfied for longer so they don't need to wake up so much during the night. So what I'm finding right now is that normally you would never think that babies need Alexander Technique. You would never really think that. But lately, a lot of normal newborns, regular newborns, have been um, coming to me with their parents because they are having a lot of trouble. They're having trouble regulating and, um, their, their digestive system. And I have an idea of why this is so. Um, in the 90s, the American Academy of Pediatrics put out a recommendation that all babies be put to sleep on their backs to reduce the incidence of sudden infant death syndrome. And this is a syndrome where they cannot screen the babies beforehand and know who is at risk for this. Um, they really don't know what causes it, but they have found that if babies are put on their backs to go to, s- to sleep in the first um, year of life, the incidence of sudden infant death decreases dramatically. So now all babies, whether they would be at risk for SIDS, it's called SIDS or not, all need to go to sleep on their backs. And this is 
interfering with their normal development is what I'm finding. So the front of the body is, um, when there's contact with the front of the baby's body, either against the mother's body, the father's body, or a surface, they, um, it, it helps to regulate and mature the digestive system. And now this system is getting thrown off. So babies are having a lot more problems with um, vomiting their feedings or gas or uh, what's called reflux. And they're actually medicating infants now with um, Zantac and these medications that adults take for reflux. And um, it's, it's not because they're going to sleep on their backs, but because they are losing the amount of time they would otherwise have the front of their body in contact with the surface. Well, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point. And is part of the... Well, I'm, I'm wondering what the solution then is to the sudden infant death issue for a parent mm-hmm. would be. Well, um, since they don't know what causes sudden infant death, we have to look at, at the whole population of infants that are being put on their backs to sleep. And um, all babies need what's called belly time. They need time on their bellies. And because they're not spending eight hours on their bellies at night, we need to make up that time during the day. The problem is, is that the babies do not want to go on their bellies once they're, they're not sleeping on their bellies. And since we can't go against the American Academy of Pediatrics, we have to find a way of supplementing this, um, this contact. And one way is by, um, you can put your hand, do more skin to skin contact with the baby against one's the mother or father's chest or um, put your hand on the front of the baby's body when the baby's being held or carry the baby against your body in a in a sling or um, carrying against the body more more often will help help develop this um, this uh, system the digestive system and in addition um, when I work with babies with Alexander technique I'm using Alexander technique with myself as I am interacting with the baby on the issue of um, learning how to suck, swallow, and breathe, coordinating the sucking, swallowing, and breathing, and that also helps mature the digestive system. Mm-hmm. So your your general advice then would be to have the baby sleep on their back, but but take some very specific actions to deal with the consequences of that. Exactly. Is, is, is that is that the the basic idea? Absolutely. It's it's a must. And uh, then also, um, I work with the parents with Alexander technique with their own use, mm-hmm. because you can imagine um, what if if a baby is not having an easy time feeding, and you you feed the baby or breastfeed the baby, and then the baby throws up the whole feeding an hour later, um, and then is hungry another hour later. The mother can be feeding round the clock nonstop with no, you know, with getting very little sleep, and um, it's it's difficult. It's difficult for the whole family there. So if you help the parents to get back to their own ease and coordination, they they can act as kind of a matrix even more for the infant in learning how to um, calm down and coordinate for the infant to learn how to calm down and coordinate their own systems when they're against the parent's body. 
Right. You know, I can't help thinking of the instructions that you get on an airplane if the oxygen masks are going to come down. <laughs> you look after yourself first and then help people around you. Exactly. And I think there's a there's a certain analogy there. And another thing that kind of springs to my mind in hearing you talk about this is somewhere in one of his books, F. Matthias Alexander, who's the developer of the Alexander Technique, actually talks about how people, and now he was writing, in, he was in England when he was writing this in the early part of the century, the 20th century. He talks about the whole question of how people choose nursemaids for their children. And he says that people just go and pick the cheapest one. And that that is not a very good strategy. He he can he, he because I forget how he phrases it, but really when you're choosing a caregiver for your child, whatever that caregiver's own internal coordination and use patterns are, are going to get pretty directly transferred to the kid, just by being in their presence and also of course by by handling them with with your hands Does absolutely that, so absolutely one a, should pick yeah, yeah. go one ahead should, one should pick a caretaker based on their coordination <laughs> well because, probably you should if you're concerned about your your kid's future coordination ab- absolutely and our brain is built in response to the environment it's not already um built when we're born uh, it, our brain is built through our experience with whatever our environment is. And a baby's environment are their parents. Mm-hmm. And those those are the people that are in interaction and touching them and holding them most of the time. So if you help, if an Alexander teacher helps the parents with their coordination, then they are imparting, they will impart a better coordination to their infant. And that baby will have that for their whole life. For their whole life. Absolutely. And and although I, I personally don't work with babies, it's not part of my uh, teaching practice, I have I had occasion to work with, with occasionally with children, younger children, and I know from that experience that if they are receptive to the work, the idea of having Alexander work, they're incredibly fast at picking up the information many, many, many times faster than adults, and I would guess that babies would be be like uh, supercharged fast in picking up uh, information. They are. They're so fast that in instances I can work with a family, mother, father, and babies one time for a couple a couple of hours, few hours, and and the whole picture can change. Everything that's been happening can change. So all the feeding issues are resolved and the parents are calm and happy. And for a parent, um, with their interaction with the baby is mostly feeding when the baby is very, very young. And if the baby has a problem with feeding, it really has a big impact on the parents psychologically as to their ability to be there for their child. And so when that problem is cleared out of the way there's you can't you can't imagine the um the joy because now everything is going the way it's supposed to go and the parents take it from there the baby takes it from there we're biologically wired 
to have certain cues with a parent is biologically wired to have certain cues with the baby. And when those cues, when something throws that off, they're like lost. There's really, how do they get back? But when those cues are working, they don't need outside help. It just unfolds the way it's supposed to unfold. So that's why there is, there is a real need for Alexander teachers to look at working with, um, with parents that have new, new infants. So it's, it sounds from, from how you're describing it. I mean, a typical Alexander technique lesson for an adult is anywhere from half an hour, say, to an hour. But it, right. sound, it sounds like for this sort of project, if, if you have a, a young baby and you and your partner and the baby can all be in the same place at the same time with a, an Alexander teacher, you might want to talk in, in terms, in, instead of having a dozen or two dozen lessons, you might have one or two or three much longer sessions, two or three hours maybe with the teacher. Does that sound reasonable? Well, uh, mine are longer because there are much fewer, and I'm working directly with the baby in addition. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take the baby from the mother and work with the baby, and then I'll pass the baby back to the mother. I'll take the baby from the father, work with the baby, and then I hand the baby back over to the father, and I instruct the father into how to work with the baby, and then also have my hands on the parents. But if you don't have the experience of working with, with babies, then uh, especially with Alexander Technique, of which I think I'm the only person that I know working with babies this young and premature babies, um, then you can just give a regular Alexander lesson to the parents. You know, have the father watch the baby while you give work with the mother for 20 minutes or so, mm-hmm. and then work with the father. And overall, the whole complexion of their, um, their time with their babies is going to improve, definitely. So if you're in the New York area and you have a young baby and you'd like to enhance your, how, how would we call it, your parenting experience and mm-hmm. and help your baby develop uh, with better coordination uh, as, an, uh, as an adult, um, it, you might want to contact Jennifer and have her uh, set up a session with you and her her website, as we mentioned earlier, is alexanderbabies.com. You can reach her through that. And if you're a parent with a small baby somewhere else and there's an Alexander teacher in your area, um, you might find having Alexander a few Alexander lessons, uh, you and, and your partners if possible, could make a huge difference in how you relate to your baby and how your baby develops over time. Would that be a fair statement? Yes. Yes, um, it would. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I should also just throw in here that uh, the, the, the this general topic that we're talking about that is working using the Alexander Technique to work with very young babies and their parents is um, is not as well known as another uh, area where the technique has also been very helpful, which is working with pregnant mothers, and also to some extent, I believe Alexander teachers have helped with the birthing process. There are a, a few Alexander technique teachers who are doulas. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Right. Uh, I know in England there 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 are several. So, and that aspect of Alexander teaching, I think, is somewhat better known. Um, 
maybe this would be a good place for you just to say a word or two about the issues of pregnancy and in terms of weight distribution and so on and how the technique could help with that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, when you're pregnant, your body is changing at a very rapid rate. Uh, it's like every two weeks you have a whole different body. And these are changes that have never, that are totally unfamiliar to someone who's not been pregnant before. Um, with the Alexander Technique, can really help the mother adjust to how her body has changed over the last week or so, two weeks, and help her along so that she does not get uh, out of alignment and have really a lot of low back pain or pain, uh, pain carrying the carrying her pregnant belly. Um, and it can also it will also help with then labor will be more efficient also. So um, that's uh, that's another reason to have um, Alexander technique during pregnancy. Right, and and as I said, that's that's a, an area where the technique has has been used by quite a number of teachers and parents over over the years. Um, Jennifer, is there anything else that you'd you'd want to say about um, your work with babies and their caretakers? Well, I'd like to say one thing that I've learned from my experience. Uh, mothers will tell me that they are told by their pediatricians that. Um, Everything is within normal limits, so they, they just need to be patient and have a wait-and-see attitude, and the, the baby will work out whatever problem they're having. And uh, that, is, that is not my experience in that, back again to how the brain develops, whatever works that is somewhat successful is kept, and then the next level is built on that. So you have to realize that what the baby is doing in the first um, year of life is the patterns that they are setting up are the patterns there for life. They do not revert to some kind of normal, um, perfectly perfect coordination on their own. It really has to do with what's happening in the interaction with their environment, and that's mostly the people that are handling them. So um, you don't have to wait and see. You can you can find a solution right away. Right, and and again, although I have not worked at all with babies, um, it, it, in terms of the, the the effectiveness of the technique in bringing about changes, certainly when you when you work with young kids, you, you can have huge changes happening very very quickly. Kids, even teenagers, are very very responsive to this work, assuming that they are motivated to do it in the first place. So right. you could, with, I would guess, one or two sessions with, with you, you could save your kid a world of grief down the road, wouldn't you say? Exactly. I mean, it's exactly. like, in terms, you just, I, I used to be an economist, so I like to think in terms of cost <laughs> effectiveness. And I can't imagine anything more cost effective than um, having your having a little at least a little bit of Alexander technique exposure for you and your your very young child uh, it it would just do both of you so much good. Maybe we should end with that that thought. What do you think? Very well put. Okay? Thank you, Robert. <laughs> All right. So I've been talking to, here with uh, Jennifer Kello. She's an Alexander Technique teacher, also a registered nurse. Many, many years' experience working with both premature babies, brain-injured babies, and 
just plain old babies and their parents. And if you're in the New York area, uh, definitely go to her website, alexandrababies.com, and um, and get in touch with her. And even if you're not in the New York area, I would definitely check out her website. It has lots of good information. And then see if there's an Alexander teacher in your area who, who can help you as well. So thank you so much for being on the show, Jennifer. You're welcome. Thank you.